How are you doing now? Just trying to get my day started and just barely waking up a little bit. And so, no greater way to start it than by doing the interview. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We Are BNA. Hello, my name's Steph Scholl, and today I'm with one of our associates here, Alvaro Bonilla, but you go by Al. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, Al, you had some youth here at BNA. Uh, you're a little bit younger. You came out of out of college, and you've been rocking it for the past two years. Yeah, I graduated back in uh, 2016 from the University of Utah. Graduated 24, and I've been with BNA now for two years. So it's yeah, I am 26 years old, and I believe I'm one of the youngest associates in the office. How do you feel that being a little bit younger and and that your your fresh perspective in the industry benefits a project? I think there's a there's a couple of things, a couple of hurdles to overcome, and a couple of benefits to being young in the industry. I think one of the biggest issues that I've run run across is that this industry is kind of mainly ran by by people that have been in the industry for years whether it's contractors or architects or other engineers that being as young as as I am sometimes I find a, a lot of uh, people kind of fighting back on what I may suggest or what I may say because well they have so many more years of experience than I do but I think one of the benefits of being um, younger I think is that since I've been in school and since I've kind of learned the technical side and being able to bridge that gap to the actual application and how it's used in the real world and and maybe provide kind of more different perspective of ideas of how it's been doing has been done for the last 30 years and, and provide an alternative that may also work but it may not be a standard solution to what most problems you know would entail trying to go outside of what's been the norm in the design phase alone to kind of be more efficient and 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 more thorough with our drawings or even on the on the uh construction administration side where we can kind of bypass maybe some change orders such you know like usually come up during projects and whatnot because aren't change orders the worst <laughs> yeah nobody likes those so. do you have any examples you want to share about that so i guess one of the examples here in the office we've been working on updating our standards and, and how we go about uh, doing our drawings. I mean, we've been continuously doing it the same way ever since AutoCAD came out, ever since Revit came out and just fresh out of the box type of situation and and being able to provide an alternative such as, hey, let's, let's go ahead and maybe automate some of the monotonous work that we do over and over again to hopefully be more efficient during our design work and be able to be more thorough. You know, one of the one of the applications that we're doing this on is using Revit um, and uh, some of the built-in tools as well as some of the the, the back end that where Revit allows us to code and automate some of uh, some of the functions allows us to be able to provide more of a quality control process to be able to be more thorough with our drawings and just make sure that things are not missed. Things that sometimes are are so repetitive and it's hard to catch because it's you're seeing it over and over again and it all just kind of becomes a blur. So having that second method of, of double checking your drawings to make sure nothing is missed and that hopefully by doing so, reducing the amount of any kind of change orders or RFI that come during the construction phase. So Al, we talked about how you're newer in the industry, but you've been able to be a part of two large projects up at the University of Utah hospitals. So you were a project manager for the Ambulatory Care Center and you were able to help with the 
rehab facility up there. Um, with these projects, there's a lot of regulations with the university, with DFCM. How have those regulations made you a better project manager? Yeah, so I, I dive pretty quickly into uh, this kind of two bigger healthcare projects that we did in the office, and I was able to luckily get involved into taking um, taking over the ACC building and then helping out with the rehab. And it's been fascinating to me. I, I've actually really enjoyed doing healthcare. It's probably my favorite type of building to do. And I think it's because of that reason that it is a lot more stringent in, as far as co-requirements and not only per the NEC co-requirements or the NFPA, but as well as requirements as far as standards go for the University of Utah or the DSCM requirements for a state building. And it's helped me in, in ways that I know kind of every possible thing that could um, could be required in the building, whether it's a high-rise building or whether, you know, healthcare or critical care or it's just kind of more of a, a monitoring or patient care as far as healthcare goes. They all have different requirements. So when I go in and I kind of apply this knowledge into a, into another building, in a way, I kind of run through all these bullet points of do I have this, do I have that, and most of the times those things are not required in standard building. So it helps me as far as kind of having a, an idea of this is the most that would be required in a building and then just kind of reduce it from there to what it needs to be for that building specifically. And that way, instead of going the other way where it's you start from the bottom and then you add things and sometimes you, you tend to forget or, or you missed some co-requirements, whether... It, it may be relating to electrical or fire alarm or whatever. So as far as as far as having that knowledge of of kind of, hey, these are all the possible type of requirements that you have in a building. And granted, it varies uh, you know, per, per building, per occupancy, per um, type of project. It always does. So it's important to understand the code. But I think diving into a, into a big of a project as the ACC building or the rehab and kind of forcing me to actually learn the code and and understand it and know when it's applicable and for what it's really helped me be more efficient during design for my other projects and be and just become an overall better project manager because let's be honest it's better to be over prepared than under so <laughs> that is true it's easier to delete things than to add at the end so, so I, th I think that's great that you approach every project of, okay what are all these requirements and then you dwindle it down from there to what mm -hmm. it really needs yeah yeah it's it's great and it, it I, I kind of have fun doing that in a, in a way whereas you know you have you have all these things and and you can really just look at it from a perspective of like, well, is this, is this going to be applicable in any way? Because sometimes it's not a requirement, but it could be something that may be beneficial to the project. So even just suggesting that to the owner or the architect that you're working with as an, as an alternative that may not have been otherwise considered in the past just because it's never been done type of situation, it, it helps us kind of stay on top of our game. And it, on the owner's side, we've, we've noticed that they also appreciate that we're looking at it from all perspectives and I'm not just trying to do the bare minimum so oh yeah I bet these owners are thrilled that you're coming to them and being like well this could be an option to make this building safer or definitely yeah so with your experience with these healthcare buildings what are some trends that you've been seeing with newer buildings moving forth especially within healthcare I think a lot of facilities are trying to go after the great latest and greatest as far as technology goes and 
um, and equipment and, and being as not only safe in a healthcare facility, but also efficient, cost-effective. And I think with the industry and the electrical the electrical design world, you're we're starting to see a, a trend and a and a shift into what is called the Internet of Things and and it, all gear and equipment. Not only you know you have your mechanical systems that are typically tied to like a building management system, and it would be something similar where you can start tracking data and power usage and monitoring what is being used or what is not being used and being able to track independently of any piece of equipment that you may desire through the internet basically because it's all interconnected through the gear and and through the equipment so i i think as we kind of move forward and into this technology age and and start to see that i think it becomes very important to have a good understanding of how the system works and how you want you integrate it what what the owner wants versus what's available and how you can provide the best system and you know the best design system based on on the um the owner's wishes and and our knowledge to the best way to accomplish that would be based on what's available out there no that's cool to to hear that that everything's being integrated and going to these smart hospitals if you call them that so yeah no definitely i mean i i think that's kind of cool i enjoy it that's why i'm in the in this field so al we talked about these healthcare projects but what are some of the other projects that you have gained experience in so i've actually been lucky to get pretty broad experience on various projects that i've done so since i've been here with bna i've um, I've been able to work on a couple projects in West Valley City. There's a police headquarters that, that we did. That one was really was a really fun project. It was actually my very first project here with BNA. And it is a very heavy security type of project, which I was able to really dive in and learn a lot on the security side. And I've done a, an office tower. I'm currently working on a, a call center. I've done a a gym up in Kearns for the Olympic Oval. And I was able to have a hand in the Vivint Smart Home Arena helping out uh, one of the other associates here in our office, Justin, with with that. And it was just, it was really fun. It was really fast paced. And I've been able to, through these projects, I've been able to kind of see across the board all these different types of applications and different type of code requirements based on the type of building that it is. So I've, I've been able to gain a lot of knowledge pretty quick, and it's been really, really fun to do that for me. So I, I noticed that you keep on talking about how much fun this <laughs> is, or how much fun codes are. And I yeah. thought it just makes me happy that there's people out there that like yeah. find this type of stuff fun like you do, because not every electrical engineering <laughs> isn't... <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe fun to some people may not be the same, you know, may not mean the same. But it's, to me, I just, I really enjoy learning. It, it's fascinating to to learn, not, on, not only just kind of learn the codes, but just more of why it's applicable and why it's being required at specific times. I'm not a person to, to just say, hey, this is how it's been and this is just how you do it. Like I, in order for me to make sense in my head and for me to to kind of move past it or, or be happy with it is by understanding why it is it is that way. So this industry is so broad in, in the electrical side. I mean, we have lighting, fire alarm, power, telecom, security. There's, there's just so many things that, I mean, I don't think I'll ever 
ever actually get to know everything, but the fact that there is so much to learn to me, like kind of, kind of gets me excited a little bit. So. And it's okay to say that it's fun. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it's cool. We need electrical engineers that are excited about what they're doing so yeah I I, I definitely am well Al thanks so much for sharing a little bit about your experience in the industry and if you want to download a copy of his resume head on over to bnaconsulting.com and thanks for listening to this episode of We Are BNA thank you